Oh, okay. Shitty intro time. Am I coming through loud and clear? Am I sounding yes, good? Yes, I, I am hearing you all daddy. Cool. You sound a little bit robotic now and then for me, but I don't know what that is. Yeah, I think I might be having a slight connection issue moment. Uh, one of our towers went down. So occasionally, yeah. um, now we've only got the one taking quite a bit of a load, so occasionally my internet goes a little bit wobbly. Yeah, you sound very, like, staticky. Ah, so we're going to have some audio issues tonight. Fun times. Yeah. Fun times. But at least everyone's aware of it now before you even start the podcast episode. So straight yeah. into the intro. Yeah. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to What the Fact, the fact-based, fact, funny, fact, fantastic, fact-based podcast where Val facts the fuck out of my mind with some awesome fucking facts. Um, and we play a bit things. And things, shit. Yeah. And we play a bit of fact or no fact where Val throws some facts at me and I try to guess which fact is the fake fact. And so far, the score is 5-1. So tonight could be the night where Val steals victory and I have to do a forfeit. Um, but, yeah. If that sounds like something you enjoy, and I know it is, because I say that every week, why wouldn't you enjoy being educated every single week on a podcast and listen to some Welsh prat, try to make sense of the stuff Val's going on about, because sometimes it makes sense to me. Sometimes it's like, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was pantomime. I thought it was pantomime. Me being dull. Um, yeah, follow us on Spotify. We are on uh, Google Podcasts and iTunes as well. Um, we're also on TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. And that's it, I think. But yeah, all links to everything will be down in the description. So please, please go give them a follow because all the facts of our posts we talk about, not all, some of the facts of our posts about on the Twitter get spoken about here in far more detail. And Val gets her, Val turns into like this just genius with not with knowledge spewing out. And I'm the idiot. Yeah, okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Or I just use the facts to go on to completely other random topics. Yes, we always tend to end, the last three podcast episodes have always t have seemed to have ended with us having a go at America. <laughs> for, yeah, some, for some reason. Yeah. It's Will easy. the streak it's continue? A, it's, it's an easy topic, so maybe we should try to find something else. Because it, it, picking on America is just so easy. It is. It is. They don't make it easy for themselves, to be fair. But they make it easy okay. for us. Okay, hit me, Val. Hit me. Yes. Okay, so the four facts are, number one, frogs can't swallow, can't drink like a normal creature. So they have to submerge and absorb water through the lining of their mouths. The right. Okay, I'm going to graunch this pronunciation. The Kanbari Niodo is a Japanese spirit that lurks around toilets on New Year's Eve and licks people, and tries awesome. to lick people. <laughs> Wasp nests and beehives were used as weapons. Okay. Uh, by catapulting them towards the enemy, and two countries did research into the possibility that herring is communica communicated by farting. Herrings as a type of fish, not herons. Herrings is a bird. It's the fish communicate by farting. Okay, so we had the the licking person in Japan. Wasps, beehives being used as weapons. 
two characters doing research into herrings communicate by farting and that frogs need to absorb their water through the lining of their mouth. Okay. You said this would be easy. <laughs> it's just not. The, old, the, the wasp thing, I feel, I, just because history and warfare and stuff like that, things like this seems true. Like, for God's sake, they would weaponize pissing dolphins in the war and stuff. Or, for like, clearing mines in the oceans and shit. Sharks so, with lasers and all that. Exactly. Wasps, nests and beehives. That sound like, especially medieval times, that strikes me as something that would be true. Japanese one again. That's something I feel would be true because they've got a lot of weird sort of, you know, things they believe in out there. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, I don't. I don't know, Val. I don't know. I, I want to commit, but I don't. <laughs> but you're going uh, to need to. You have to commit. I'm going to go with the frog one. But I feel like it's the fish. The, it's the fucking beehive one. That's your final answer. I'm going to go with the frog one. Well done. Oh, you got it, did I? You got it. <laughs> yeah, that well, just doesn't. 50-50 chance. It just—I don't know—the frog one just stood out the most. Like, I yeah, don't know. Uh, the, the frog, reason... animals are weird. Yeah, well, the reason why I thought that one was a would be easier to spot is because most people do know that frogs have to absorb; they don't swallow; they have to absorb through their skin. Yeah. But I thought I had fucked up a little bit by specifying the lining of their mouth. Ah. Uh... <laughs> Because they, they they don't do it through their mouth, they and they don't technically do it through all their skin. You letting me win, Val? You letting me catch yeah, up? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> you feel bad they to run away act, with it? Yeah, they actually have what they have. It's called a drink patch. Yeah. In their crotch. Nice. It's, so do I. It's weird. <laughs> but I hope it's not textured like theirs is. It's a slightly rougher section of skin between their hind legs that that is the bit where they absorb water. That is so weird. Nature is weird. Nature do be weird. Nature do be very weird. Okay. That's weird. Uh, That that is a weird picture. It is a very weird picture, but it shows the different texture of that bottom section of where the drink patch is. Uh, That's technically, I think it's a toad. But, well, toads are frogs, but not all frogs are toads. It's one of those things. They're still part of the same family. Uh, all, all frogs are toads, but not all toads are frogs. Yeah, it's like all turtles are tortoises, but not all tortoises are turtles. It's actually a, ty- a turtle. It's a type of tortoise. Okay. I'm remembering <laughs> the order of... Family and genus and species and things. Oh, I thought you said Jesus then. No, no, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Jesus was a frog. Um, yes, some other interesting facts. But frogs, a few, pe- a few of these people will know, a few they might not know. Like the fact that frogs have to eat with their eyeballs. 
they? Same reason why they can't drink water. They they don't actually they can't swallow. They've got no muscles that actually help with the swallowing process. So yeah. when they get their prey in their mouth, they have they close their eyes and use their eyeballs to push the food down their throat. Wow, that's eating with your eyes. It's 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 okay. unfortunately you have to find a video for that. Um, it's it's rather odd. I'm gonna look that up. That's weird. Nature do be crazy. We've said it's this a very, times. There's a very nice video um, of David Attenborough explain, explaining it, and because it's David Attenborough, it's awesome. Yeah, God's right hand man. Okay, there are a few types of frogs, like the wood frogs, the chorus frogs, spring frogs, um, grey tree frogs, that freeze themselves during winter. What else does that? There's a few creatures that actually freeze themselves during winter. Is there a bug that does that? There's, Something a bug. Does... there's, a, there's actually a few fish that can do it as well. Yeah, because I've seen, I've seen in a, it was a documentary, like there was obviously time lapsed with this bug crawled into something warm and it slows his heart rate down so much like it literally yeah. turns into an ice cube basically yep. where these frogs apparently they are so frozen that you can pick one up and drop it and it will make a plink noise wow they and it's just like look, looking at you like why why would you do this well, <laughs> leave me alone it's, it's probably wouldn't notice but still wouldn't be very nice for you to do because it might wake up with a bruise or a headache poor thing and not yeah. know why <laughs> it's like a hangover. <laughs> yeah, I, I not know why, but they they do completely freeze. That's so weird. Nature be crazy. Nature be yeah. crazy. It's like why um, like why do lamb no lambs alpacas and yeah alpacas and llamas why do they spit and things? It's just so weird that an animal would spit. Well, why not? You're annoying me. I will spit at you. Yeah, Makes sense still. to me. Why? But why specifically spitting? And how does it develop the, the thing to do it? Because yeah. camels, camels do it as well. They they, they, push, they push their like esophagus out of their mouth, don't they? Yeah. That's weird. It it just it looks disturbing. Ah, oh, that's a cute frog. Okay, this this is the glass frog, which lives in very noisy streams and waterfalls, so it doesn't really croak. But it waves. It'll wave. It, it waves. waves. It waves to other frogs. Oh, YouTube. To find a mate. Um, what? It's adorable. And it looks just like Kermit. Glass, glass frog <laughs> kicking wasp. <laughs> what? Okay, this is another video that you'd, you need to get anyone listening to this. Go and find one of these videos. They're remarkable. It is the smallest toad it was discovered this year, called the pumpkin toadlet. It is tiny, like size of your pinky nail, tiny. Wow, that's probably not pinky nail, but fingernail, tiny. But to get to that size, it had to sort of do away with certain things, and it decided to do away with the inner ear canal. A deaf frog. No, no, the inner ear canal doesn't just help with hearing, but also helps with balance. So oh, it's a okay. toad that can't jump. Well, at least it does jump, but then it seems to forget how to land. It has no sense of balance, so it'll jump and then sort of just twist in the air and then just, just land, however. 
Oh, yeah, because I saw this thing on Netflix. Just reminded me of it. And it's the was it inside the mind of a cat? And it they talk about basically what you just mentioned. Then uh, it just lands, however, whereas cats have got these like haze in the inside of the ear. So when they jump, they could sort of correct themselves in midair to land on their feet. Yeah, that's why almost always cats will land on their feet. Okay. Small it is. And that is the minuscule. That's tiny. There's also a, a minuscule. There are three different frogs. And I'm assuming that they have the same problem as the toadlet that they won't be able to jump properly because of their size and not being able to have a proper sized inner ear canal. Jumping and falling over all the time. Yep. Jump. Oh, uh, fuck's sake. Oh, yep. fuck. But they don't actually, they, they walk everywhere and they're only really them when they are under attack as a sort of quick getaway. But then hopefully whatever is trying to eat them doesn't just follow them because then they're lying on their back going, fuck. Yeah, shit. This again. Damn it. Okay. Last fact. Why everybody thinks frogs say ribbit. They don't. They say Budweiser. They, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't come across that one. But you know, all frogs, there's ones that squeak and squeal and croak and make things. But most people, when they go, it's like, make the sound the frog does. Everyone goes, ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. And apparently, according to a linguist, it originated in Gilligan's Island. Never seen that show. Neither have I. Yeah, I think probably. it was around when it was on. No, it's from the 60s. Yeah, definitely went around. The, Confident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there was a character in there called Rupert the Frog. Ribbit the Frog or Rupert the Frog? Ribbit. Ribbit. Okay. And... Let's believe that that is when the word ribbit was first associated with the frog, and it just grew from there. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, they hadn't actually planned to name him for the sound that they thought frogs made, but it just got attached, and that's why most people immediately think frog noise, ribbit, ribbit. It's all a lie, people. Not really all, all a lie, lie, just sort of linguist connections we open your mind to the truth on what the fact this is why we're going to be the number one fact-based podcast on the internet at some point we're going to have yeah. to be just because yeah, of yeah, the truth yeah. truth we sprout ah uh, which there's that is um i have okay i redid my system and I've lost all my quotes but that did remind me of one of my favorite quotes so I do have a quote from the end of the episode Oh, love it. Yes, but yes, because I apparently don't know where my list of quotes are. Oh, yay. Book time. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to quick make a note of that. <laughs> so I remember it. I'll technically forgot. I'll technically forgot. I will probably forget. Okay. Uh, next, I have a wonderful list of folk creatures. <gasps> have I got to guess something? Um, we can try that. I won't. I wasn't quite sure how to work that out. Apart from the fact that I could describe what the creature is, and you can try guess where it's from. And let's go. I like trying to find at least one quest. One quest. 
Fun fact. So I gotta guess where this creature dwells, like in the world or? Oh, in the world, yes. Okay, Hopefully, I can do that. I can do that. Yes. Easy. Okay. So yes, so we've already mentioned the first one that Kanbari Niado, the Japanese bird that lurks in the toilets. Yeah. And tries to lick people. Well, yeah, um, it's a bit of a peculiar one. Okay. That's a bit strange. Now there is the. <laughs> And I apologies, I am going to seriously raunch pronunciations in this section. Okay. It looks so the, weird. It's like the Gruffalo. It, it, it does. That's a very creepy, creepy, creepy person. Creature. Okay. The Nuku Lavi is a skinless centaur with a snout like a pig. It expels gusts of steam. It's got one single enormous eye. Yeah. And arms that drag upon the ground. It right. lives in the ocean and can kill people by breathing on them. Makes sense. Yes. So now you have to guess where that's from. Give me the description again. A skinless centaur. I got a picture. Skinless the picture, the picture doesn't. This picture doesn't really give any um, clues as to where it's from. Wow, that looks fucking scary. It's that's scary. Oh my god, that would scare the shit out of me. A skinless centaur. Why the fuck would that be? I want to say. It's not a centaur because it's got the horse's head and a sort of semi human body coming out the yeah, middle. Yeah, that's freaky. It is very oh, freaky. I want to say. I want to say somewhere in the UK for some reason, just because yeah. of the scent or bit. No, no, that that is actually quite. That's. It's either going to be Ireland or Scotland. Scotland. Oh, so definitely, uh, yeah. Just because of the scent or bit, it just I don't know. It just strikes me as something that's that's Gaelic or something like that. That's so weird, yeah. though. That's so creepy. Okay. Well, this one. I don't actually have made a note of where this one is from, but it's very easy to guess. It's the Putukuchi Ona. Putukuchi Ona. It looks like an ordinary woman, but it has a second mouth at the back of her head, hidden by uh, her hair. The mouth is insatiable. It gorges on any food it can find nearby. And it's fed by animated strands of the woman's hair. Ew. And it's Sounds usually brilliant. something that is sort of cursed on people for being extremely greedy or stingy. Stingy? Stingy. Stingy. Yeah. But with a name like Futu Kochi Ona, I'm pretty sure you can guess where it's from. Yeah, it's going to be like Asia, Japan, China, Korea, one of them three. Yeah, I just was very naughty of me. I didn't make a note of where it's from. Oh, that's so ugh. It's creepy. Oh, so creepy. so weird. But most of these are creepy. But folklores and myths and creatures, there's so many. Okay, this one lives in swamps, rivers, shallow inland waters, and it is called the Boniup. It's a lanky, green-furred, razor-clawed creature, about twice the size of a man. It's got webbed feet and hands. Um. And it's a 
apparently people still report seeing it too, like recently, like in the 2000s. Webbed feet and hands. Yes, and that you're warned to stay away from it because it'll drag it'll drag children away. What was the rest of it? Webbed feet and hands. Yes, about twice the size of an average man. Twice the size of an average man. It's like a... yeah. and it's green furred and lanky. I see Scandinavia somewhere, Sweden, Finland, Norway, one of them. Uh, no. Am I close? No. Ink America then? No. Fuck. Um, Scotland or Ireland again? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's from Australia. Oh, really? Hmm. Fishman? Not quite a man. Fish, fish dog. Fish dog with webbed feet sort of thing. Oh my god. Can you imagine that was real? Oh, Jesus. Okay, this is unfortunately another one that I have not labelled where it's from. Because apparently I do suck at research and occasionally. No, you don't. You just have computer yeah. problems. Everyone has that. It's fine. Yes, uh, this, this week has been a little odd. Okay, this is a strange woman who's a, actually a vampiric witch. Oh, no, I did make a note of where it's from. I just apparently did not write it down properly. Okay, I do know where it's from. So, yes, it's a vampiric witch. Uh, it's called a liak. Looks like an ordinary person during the day, but at night it visits the graveyard and search for entrails. Nice. And if it can't find any, it steals them from one of its sleeping neighbours. With the entrails, it makes a special potion that enables it to transform into a variety of terrifying shapes, including a monkey with golden teeth. I'm not quite sure why they had to specify golden teeth. A bald-headed giant, an enormous rat, or a riderless motorcycle. I'm going to say Europe somewhere. I'm going to say in Europe. Like France or Germany. No. Is it in Europe, though? Um, hold on, I just... I've lost the name again, sorry. I am very well organised, aren't I? Uh, no, it's not in Europe. Uh, South America? No. America? No. Australia? No. Somewhere in the UK? No. Fuck, what else could it be? <laughs> um, technically, an island, it's Bali. Ah, fair. I would have thought of that. Somewhere on planet Earth. <laughs> Somewhere on planet Earth, that's a great guess. Okay. <laughs> and... Oh my god, it looks like a fucking majestic pissing troll yeah. doll. A few of these are sort of um, artists. More modern day drawings. I know. But you had fun with those wrinkly titties. That's, yes, very wrinkly titties there. Okay, then we have the Mananangal. That's got to be Africa. Mananangal. It sounds African. Like Africa somewhere. It, there's quite a few places that would, I think, would make sounds like that. Oh, I mean, we're going to Africa or going to Asia. Okay. Um, 
Well, Asia is sort of right. Uh, okay, wait a minute. It's uh, it's gates. It's um, from the words tangle and which means spirit. It's generally depicted as a female. It hunts for blood and human flesh by sprouting wings and severing the upper half of its body from the lower half of its body and dragging its entrails about. Uh. So it blood out of its sleepers. And also it likes to feast on heart. On what feet. the fuck? It, it, yeah, this one is um, rather terrifying. And this is shit people think are real. Yes. Well, they, they either thought or oh they used to think. Oh, my God. It's, mm, yeah. That is horrifying. Where's but that it will, you, you were sort of great. It's um, Philippines. That is horrifying. Yes. Ugh. Okay. Uh, next one. This one's, the name's also a bit of a getaway. It's the uh, Rocco Rokubi. But I probably would have been more of a giveaway if I could pronounce it properly. Um, and looks like a normal woman by day. It's amazing how many look like normal women by day. Ugh. Uh, by night, however, their bodies, um, their bodies carry on at night. Their bodies sleep, but their necks stretch to incredible length, and their head rooms around frigidly, drinking other people's blood. Just so, ah, oh, how can you fucking? Oh, they're just so weird. Yes. I have no any, words. Any guess? Gotta be that far east again, Japan, something like yeah, that. Yeah, Japan. But yes, uh. this this one is this one has actually been depicted quite a bit in um. A lot of Japanese movies and series. So the, the lady sleeps, movies, and then yeah. the, the head, the head fucks off. And the head, but the, well, they 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 quite often the Japanese series you see they'll have a woman with a neck that can stretch. I think it's I'm guessing it's in relation to this creature. But yeah, it's it's that's that's very weird. Snake neck, think of me what's it? Okay, and the Ugh. last one is the La Mano. Paluda, or the hairy hand. The hand that apparently belonged to a man who was killed to the Inquisition. Of it Spain, then. Was, <laughs> it was... Well, the Inquisition wasn't just in Spain. Was it, nobody suspects the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I don't think the, I don't think what the Spanish was that... Were the, blah, 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 blah. There were more different. There were different inquisitions apart from the the wondrous battle inquisition. Now, chief weapons of fear and surprise. Now I'm going to have that Monty Python that gets stuck in my head for the rest of the night. You said Lalo, so I was going to go with Spain. Yeah. Uh, okay, it was a guy who was killed during the inquisition, chopped up and buried in, a, in a, an old cemetery, but his hand came back to life and now lurks in the darkness under the beds of misbehaving children. Drags wow. them away. That's not creepy. They're not creepy at all. But, well, Spain is sort of close because it's actually it's Mexico. Ah, oh, that was way off it. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so cre- Ugh. creepy. That's so cool okay. drawn, though. It, it's, it's quite an interesting drawing. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay, the last. Okay, this little has only got very, very short bits. It's the wasp nests and beehives. Um, it started back in the 11th century. Emperor Henry I's troops, commanded by General uh, Emo, defended their fortic fortifications by launching a barrage of beehives at siege forces of Duke Gesselbert of Lorraine. Oh. So, yeah, and, and uh, Discord won't let me post a picture. No, because my programs are misbehaving. But old fashioned yes. biological and warfare. Yes. Yep. The origins of bio warfare. Bees. Yeah. Literally. King Richard is recorded as having used hives of bees as catapult launched bombs against the Saracens during the Third Crusade. In twelve eighty nine in Gussing, Hungary, an Austrian invasion led by Duke Albert was repelled by a Fuselade of hot water, fire, and bees. Or bees. Yeah, I feel sorry. Do you reckon they volunteered for it? I highly doubt it. A conscription, like they all lined up and signed a name. And, and you know, yeah, in 1513. Cough, cough for me. <laughs> that would be a lot of little, little, little signatures. A lot of little signatures. <laughs> um. Uh, Billy 1513? the Bee, yeah. <laughs> Larry the Bee, that would take Stephen B. All the worker bees are female, so it could be Harriet and Georgina. Oh, true, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but to be fair though, Barry could come in. He could, you know, he could identify as a female bee. <laughs> could be bee gen, bee gender. <laughs> Oh, uh, I don't care if I get in trouble for that. Fuck you all. <laughs> I do what I want. Uh, okay, well, yeah, and in 1513, under the reign of Emmanuel the Fortunate, King of Portugal, a general was turned from the Taurus in Zentian by use of beehives from the troops from the syllabus being from the, ah, oh God, the Defenders threw them from the walls of the citadel onto them. So it, they've been used a lot. The Turks have also used them. There's even one case of them being used in naval battle. Really? Yeah. A group of 50 pirates. Away. No, a group of 50 pirates captured a larger galley and by 500 soldiers. Because the beehives, the beehives threw pirates. The pirates threw beehives onto their ship. I was thought they just fly away. Uh, no, they get they all get very very angry. It's the same as when they get bombarded into the enemy soldiers. They 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 won't fly away immediately. They'll get angry first. Yeah. Okay. okay. And now we are going on to scientific studies. Scientific about studies. Herrings and how they fought. Oh, it feels like that needs a jingle. <laughs> Scientific studies. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Uh, both Canada and Britain have conducted a study into um, how herrings communicate each other by possibly by farting. 
love it. And I'm on, bo- I'm on board. Yep, yep. Um, it's they said it was a, a high frequency sound that was released from air from their buttholes. So it is technically farting with. Then they make little bubbles, and it helps the fish stay in their little swarms. Uh, they also have a name for it. The my fast repetitive. The the call the phenomenon fast repetitive tick, which is shortened to FRT. Fast repetitive tick. Fast repetitive tick. Ah, FRT. Fart. 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 I'm guessing they couldn't figure out a word to put between fast and repetitive that had an A. Fast, fast acting, repetitive tick. Fast. I don't know if if it could be act fast acting. Fast attributing. Yeah. Or or they didn't want to be that on the nose, even though having FRT is quite on the nose. Yeah, fruit. So the Canadians saying it. Oh, I had a fruit. (laughs) I did a fruit. Yeah. So they did do a study in uh, herring's farting. Wow. So now... Scientists have got it fucking easy. They've got way too much time on their hands. Well, at least they come up with some very, very peculiar ideas. Yeah, Um, the shit they fucking... Like the Oreo meter. (laughs) That was weird. Another one... I've I've got a few more before we finish. The next one is the science of wet pants. Of what? Of wet pants. They did a study into how uncomfortable wet pants are. Oh, extremely. I can tell you. I didn't fucking study it. Yeah. But I also had to specify on what materials used, how much liquid, and all that. It is technically actually a, a good idea to study this because it also it did have implications in ther- um, thermodynamics. And clothing manufacturers. Hang on, hang on, wait. They needed thermodynamics. No, but the the study had an impact on a few, some thermodynamic projects. It's the whole, well, I'm not quite sure exactly how it impacted them, but they used part of their study in other areas. What kind of what kind of wetness are we talking like not natural moisture from water or people well, pissing themselves? Well, the, I the whole thing started for children, and it just grew from there. Ah, so it started with pissing themselves. Yeah, and then... it started with toddlers, mm-hmm. and then it just sort of the study grew. How so they, <laughs> yeah. grew? <laughs> it's it. Um, you start off with one idea, and the idea just sort of snowballs, and it just sort of branches off, and you end up apparently doing studies in thermodynamics. Um, but yeah, it it's their research. It was doesn't. I am getting tongue tied. Um, because they were doing a whole bunch of variations on the wet material Mm. it did cross over to a few thermodynamics experiments and also it's used it's now used in the clothing manufacturing and especially in sports and how material and water as to what's going to be comfortable and usable so it it might have started off as a daft idea but it something good has come out of it Mm, makes sense. 
and also probably there's a lot, a lot more comfortable toddlers because they get very screamy when they're unhappy. Very true. Um, this study, though, I'm really, really not so sure about. Um, someone, for some reason, needed to study penguins pooping. Why? Why not? There is yeah, because there's a species of penguin that actually have projectile poop, so that they can stay in their nest, but not have their nest covered in poop. So some scientists got very curious. Yeah, yeah, I need to get in on that. Um, actually decided to work out forces and angles and velocity and viscosity of the poop. How penguins projectile poop. <laughs> that one is that one I'm not quite sure about. Really, really not. Okay. Wow. Uh, next one is pigeon guided missiles. So run that by me again. Pigeon guided missiles. Pigeon guided missiles. So, well, strap strap the pigeon to the front of a missile with a fucking no, well, helmet on. You strap it inside the missile. What the fuck? <laughs> they actually did a few experiments. Wait, wait let me guess. America. Actually, it might not have been because America only really joined in near the end of World War II, even though they love to bang their chests about it. Um, so this might have oh, been poor pigeon. Look at the pigeon. He's yeah. like, mate, I'm not going in there. Seriously, what are you doing? <laughs> That's so fucking bad. Oh no, no, it was the Americans. Fuck. Don't See, fucking is, do it. Yeah, this is this is the, the problem with my me my notes aren't quite fresh in my head. I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the whole thing is they would try to train the pigeons to peck at certain things to get food. Flying at a million miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they would have like their target on, on a map. And if they pecked at the right place, they'd get food. So it would guide the missiles to where they needed to go. Why would you need pigeons to do it, though? Like, what? what why? What's well, it's all computers. Pigeons. They, they, they don't really have the guidance systems that we do now, so they thought this would be a good guidance system. Fucking pigeon. So if they tapped in the right place, they'd get food. Look at the pigeons in a fucking straight jacket, just thinking, what the fuck am I doing? Yep. I didn't sign up well, for this shit. Oh, some of the things that they, they they did with animals during the war are just horrendous. But this, luckily, was never used. Thank God for that. So no pigeons were blown up during World War Two. Well, not 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 at least not this way. At least not in this way, no. At least not in this way. I'm pretty sure they got some blown up in different ways. Mm. Okay, the last bit of research that someone did. I'm very worried about some people. Um, Duncan McDougall from Haverhill, Massachusetts, who has a bachelor in medicine, decided he needed to work out how much his soul weighed. As you do. This was referred to as the 21-gram experiment. 
uh, he got six patients in the process of dying and weighed them. And then weighed them again after they were dead. But it had to be very, very soon after they were dead. Or it wouldn't have been accurate, apparently. I think a soul is real. I think people do have souls. Mm. Be honest. Christianity's not coming for you, Val. You're fine. Yeah, I, I don't really. I think we all have a sort of a, a sort of, it's not really a soul or I think spirit is the best term, even though it's sort of your, who you are. Mm. So it's not really soul or spirit because it's not something that can live on after you. It's like your own little essence. But I don't believe in soul. And if there is a soul, I've tried to be good. So. Follow up question then. Follow up question. Uh-huh. What do you think happens to us when we die? Nothing. We you just, just think we rot, rot in the ground and it's game over, nothing. Yeah, it's, it. it's an end. It's finished. Done. Fair enough. Straight to the point. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So um, the unfortunate part of this little fact is that he decided to recreate the experiment with dog. Oh, fucking hell. Yes, 15 dogs. That... um. He wanted to find ones that were sick and dying, but that didn't work. So they uh, they have a slight uh, suspicion that he poisoned them. Yeah. But um, he 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 said that the dogs' tests were inconclusive, so therefore dogs don't have souls. I wonder how long it took him to figure that out. Yeah. So that's a bit of a disturbing, a uh, bit of research. But yes. So, yeah, those are my facts for this week. Shocking. Dogs, like, America as well. Another American thing. <laughs> yeah, the Americans do some really, really weird shit. But um, apparently it's everywhere else have very, very disturbing thoughts about monsters. Yeah, definitely. So here's my thing on the soul thing, right? Because I've thought about this for a lot, long, a long, long time. So... Um. Uh, I think so. This is my opinion on it. Like, it seems a bit, um, you know, just doesn't make sense that we'd be born into this planet to live for X amount of years and then poof, that's it, done in the ground, rot in, nothing else. To me, that just doesn't sit. It doesn't sit right with me for some reason. Now, I'm not a religious person. I don't believe in heaven and hell. I don't believe in an afterlife. I don't believe in reincarnation. None of that stuff. But a part of me, I don't know why. I can't explain why. But a part of me feels like when we die, there is something else after. But I I can't say what. I can't put my finger on what it would be. But I feel like there is something else there. Whereas, whether it's... You know, your spirit continues to live, but it's like, you know, I, 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 we've talked about this before on podcasts before. Like, I'm a believer in ghosts. I am. I've had my experience. I've told the story. Like, I feel like your spirit is tied to something for the remainder of, of it. So, 
it continue you continue to live on in some shape or form. But I don't feel like you know that it, when we die, that's it because it just doesn't make sense as to why we'd go through ninety however long years of planet Earth just for it to be gone. That's that's just what I think. That there's something I don't know what, but there's something after it. There, ha- there has to be something after it. Like I said, well, if you're religious and you believe in reincarnation, heaven and hell, the afterlife, all that stuff, that gives you comfort that your life doesn't seem to have no meaning because when you die, that's it. But for me, it's I don't think it's any of that. It's something, but I don't know what. I suppose we'll Why never know. when you die? Yeah, but I suppose we'll never know. I suppose oh, we'll well, never be... Everyone you know, has their own ideas and their right to their that. own beliefs. I don't. I don't fear death. I don't. I. I made my peace with death a long time ago yeah. because, um, I think it was you know Ricky Gervais, the the the, the legend himself, Ricky Gervais. The love Yes. Oh, he's brilliant though. Come on, he's fucking. I love how he has no filter and he just speaks the truth. <laughs> I just love him. His idea of the truth, though. Yeah, but everyone's got their own interpretation of the yeah. truth, haven't they? I just like the fact that he just says what he wants and he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he's just a bit loud for my taste. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but like, he said, like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't fear death. You shouldn't be scared of death. Death, it should be... No, was it he said or someone? Someone said it. I don't think it was him. It might, might have been someone else. But you shouldn't fear death because death gives life a point gives life a purpose it means that you only get one go at it you only get one roll of the dice and you've got to make the most of that time that you have make the most of the life you've been given because when it's gone it's gone and it just the fact that it ends gives life gives life more purpose gives it just it just seems more brilliant that it that it has to end kind of if life just went on forever it would seem pointless because like oh you're born you never die what's the point then I can do what I like and I'm never going to see the end. Eventually you're going to run out of things to do. But the fact that you have limited time to do those things, it just makes it more precious. I don't know who said it. It wasn't those exact words, but oh, someone yeah. said something like that. That's just what I think. I just, I, you know, it, it gives, it, like you said, everyone has their own beliefs and it gives them comfort into what, like, the end of days is like for them. And, yeah, I think that just provides me with some sort of comfort that... When it comes to my time, whenever that is, there's something something does happen at the end of it. I can't think of anything to pick on America for, (laughs) apart from the pigeon thing, which is fucking stupid. No, it's not uh, as bad. During World War II, there were some very, very peculiar ideas. ideas. I think the Russians made... um, Suicide bombers out of dogs, which is just awful. But yes, animal. Let me Google it quickly. Animals in the war. So, horses, donkeys, mules, camels carried food, water, ammunition, and medical supplies. Dogs and pigeons carried messages. Canoes were used to detect poisonous gas. Cats and dogs were trained to hunt rats in trenches. Uh. So have you seen? Have you heard of um, Stubby? Stubby. He, Stubby. Hang on, let me. Sar, Sergeant. Mm. 
Yes, this this little fucker. Uh, let me send a picture to you. Yeah, there was um, the Russians came up with anti-tank dogs. Fuck you now! Just the dog running to the tank. They were trained to run under the tank, uh, and they would blow up. Um, it it slightly backfired on them because the dog would run underneath their own tanks or run away. Yeah, that's Sergeant um, Stubby. Ah, he's adorable. He served in the First World War. He went over with a uh, Yankee division or something like that, and he was like the the troop mascot. And he would like kill rats in the trenches, as they said. But he would um, sit, he'd dig, find soldiers out on no man's land. He'd dig them up. Um, he'd know when mustard gas was coming and stuff like that because he could smell it before it came and um, just things like that. He was, he was, yeah, he was given like medals and shit. He was like the proper first proper like war war dog kind of thing. It's a it's a film, but it's called Sergeant's W. It's a good film. It's a really good film. Look he is. He's a cute little bugger. But yeah, he's definitely yeah. he's a, he's a good film. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <sighs> but you yeah. hear some nice stories about animals in the war after hearing about well, they want to explode pigeons and dogs and bats. Oh yeah, load, load, there was... They, like... they, did a, they did some stupid things trying to strap bombs onto animals during the war. It, it, no. Yeah, some horses yeah. got like medals, didn't they? Like, lots of animals got medals. I know that. I caught quite, quite yeah, a few they, horses they, after World War One got medals. They also did make uh, gas masks for horses and camels. Good. One of the zoos actually got special gas masks made for a lot of their animals to protect them just in case they got bombed. Oh, can't you put a gas mask on a penguin? <laughs> yeah, that would be very tricky. Or a meerkat. Well, they, I think no, they, they, I think they only did that for the larger animals that couldn't be kept in, in enclosures, like the camels and the horses and things uh, like that. Stuff that are outside. There's some wonderful pictures. Um, the ah uh, the the that large bird that we spoke about during the weird animal podcast oh, that you said. I know, I know, real. I know. I've forgotten what it's called now. Oh, one of it was a lot of the smaller animals that could be kept indoors were actually taken home by zoo employees. And there's some really old pictures of these people looking after some of these animals in their houses. There's one woman had one of those herrings in her bathtub. A shoe bill stalk. Shoe bill stalk. There we go. Oh yeah, it, it does uh, yeah, look like she, someone in a fucking costume. <laughs> it does, but yeah, uh, there's there's some wonderful old pictures of. These zoo employees looking after the smaller animals. Okay, well, so you say Shubal stalk, smaller animal that doesn't really compute. I think it was. I think it was a Shubal stalk that she had in her bathtub. But yeah, there's some really good pictures. Yeah, good people. So we don't just provide you with facts. We provide you with extra knowledge that you can just look up yourself. Yes, yes. Go look for pictures. Awesome stuff. Like the, the, the pipe going up the man's ass to stop him from drowning. Yes, yes. But and also this time, go look up the frog that can't jump. Yeah. Frog can't, the, can't the, jump. the pumpkin toadlet, the little, the teeny toad that can't jump. This has been a good episode. Good episode eight yeah. in the bag, signed, sealed, delivered. Even if we recorded it like four days late. Yeah. The, the, hopefully... If you listen to this now, we've recorded this on the Saturday night, yes, the day not before. Wednesday. <laughs> this is supposed to come out. So this might either be 
you might be listening to us now on Sunday evening, or you listen to this Monday evening, depending <laughs> on how much time I've got to do it. But yeah, um, that's been what the fact, episode eight. Yes, um, yes. good stuff. And I, I know for a fact you've all loved this episode, so please go follow us on Spotify. Give us a five-star five rating if you listen to a couple of episodes. Share it with your friends. Share it wherever you can. Follow us on uh, iTunes and Google Podcasts. We are there as well on TikTok, Instagram. No, we're not on Instagram. Fucking Twitter. And do subscribe to the YouTube still. It, I know I've said this every single fucking episode, but it's a, proven a lot more difficult than I thought it would be to do it how I want. So it's, e- it's either not... We're either not going to do the YouTube until I figure it out, or I'm going to go back to the old way of doing it, which was trying to match pictures up to when I was reacting to a picture or when we were speaking about a picture. So something like that. But yeah, just bleh. yeah. But so to close us, to play us out, final the final word of the day is going to Val. Truth is out there, but lies are inside your head. Love it. By Terry Pratchett. Oh, I thought it'd be like fucking Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> Terry Pratchett is one of the best authors ever. I don't read books, Val. Come on. <sighs> no, he is, he is truly FK. Anyone out there, if you don't read Terry Pratchett, go read Terry Pratchett. Amazing author. Amazing. Well, find an audiobook of it so you won't go to read it. Well, there's a lot of audiobooks out, so you can, you can do that if you want. Print is there dead, people. And there are actually really good audiobooks. Print is dead. No, it's not. It is. It's just yeah. done. No, no one reads Val. Oh, I do. So shush. No one reads Val. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm no one. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been Buzz Christmas. She's been Val. Uh, goodbye. Yes. Have my. Uh, I love them. Sorry, bye. 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 Bye.